Welcome to Heaving Bosoms. I'm Melody Carlisle, and this is the podcast where two silly friends recap romance novels while reading breathlessly, simping hard, and bowing down to genius debuts. If you haven't heard, Jen Comfort wrote an exclusive bonus scene for Heaving Bosoms patrons that is ridiculously good. If you sign up at any level, you get to feast your brains on a little rooftop pegging. And by a little, I do mean 6,000 words of rooftop pegging. She went all out. This bonus scene occurs in chapter 28 of her new book, Midnight Duet, which is a gender-swapped Phantom of the Opera retelling with a disgraced Broadway diva who wears murder robes and has pet rats and a German glam rock frontman. She'll actually be with me next week to squeal about the 2004 Phantom of the Opera movie. So you can look forward to that. This Friday, January 20th, we also have our virtual hang with Allie Hazelwood. So make sure to pencil that time in. And patrons at the self-care boner level and up can get excited because I've been compiling some care packages. I've had some really amazing items custom made for the occasion, and I cannot wait to show you all of it. But this week, one of my favorite people on the planet is here, and her readers set us up with an absolutely amazing debut novel. So let's jump into our recap of The Grim Reaper's Lawyer by Mia Monique with the one and only Kimberly Lemming. I'm going to start recording on the Zoom. <laughs> oh my God, it's going to be a recording on the Zooms. On the Zooms. Eee, we're on the Zooms. <laughs> on the Zooms. Recording on the Zooms. <laughs> oh Dropping our album next month. <laughs> Hell yeah. You better get ready for some really kick ass lyrics because uh, that was yes. a good sample of what I'm going to come up with. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> Here we are recording on the Zooms. Oh my gosh, Kim, how are you? I am doing fantastic. How are you? I'm loving these red glasses. Thank you. Thank you. I'm loving your peach crown. It's so good. Thank you. Oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, I'm good. It's nice to see your face though. Likewise, it's been a minute. Yeah, we're like, we like text and discord all the time, but it's not the same as face. Right. And I realize I should not nod because this is a podcast. (laughs) Yeah. Only a select amount of the audience is going to see your glorious face. (laughs) Okay. Well, on the Patreon video. They're better than all of us. So that makes sense. Yeah. Fair (laughs) enough. Oh, my God. Okay. All right. Do you want to just dive right into book? Yeah, let's do it. Let's dive into book. Okay. I left you on a cliffhanger before we recorded and it was mean of me. I know, but I'm mysterious and, you know, I'm crafty and stuff. I respect it. So, Kim, did you like book? I actually loved book. I loved everything about book. I couldn't believe this was her debut. I was so happy with it. Interesting, 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 because I had the exact same reaction. I fucking love okay, this book. <laughs> you and your cliffhangers. I know, it's so mean. And for the- for those who can't see, she was like stone facing me so yeah, hard. hard. I'm like, oh yeah. god, did I wreck a book she didn't like? <laughs> this is nerve wracking. <laughs> <laughs> no, 
no, I fucking love this book. I didn't Amazing. know it was her debut, but like her voice is so crystallized. It's iconic. I love it. And like just right off the bat, she has an opening quote. Yeah. And if I was smart, here we go. I found it. Opening quote. For those who feel that you must water yourself down for others, let them choke. Let them and choke. She, just, she maintains that boss bitch energy the entire book. Yes. She absolutely does. And I'm actually obsessed with her. Actually, this sort of reminds me of your debut just because, like, it was the same thing. Like, the voice, the the world, everything was so crystal clear, you know? Oh, well, that makes me happy to hear. Yeah. <laughs> and she's got a lot of the same, like, you know, quippy, quippy rom-com banter that is so hard to pull off. And she just yes. nails it. Her comedic timing is perfect. Yeah. I loved how catty both these characters are. Like, oh my God. real quick. These two, this is a story of two brats falling in love. Thank That's you. They are such <laughs> brats every second of every day. They are. And I loved them. And he is like the king of mixed messages for the first like yeah. third of this book. Hot He's and cold, so hard. So hard. For he was no fucking with reason. my mind, not just yes. hers. <laughs> just like, man, I don't know if I can simp over this guy. He's such a dick. I know. I know, but then I simped hard. Oh my God, did yeah. I do a turnaround? <laughs> Boy, she, <laughs> it was like a 180 degree situation because for a while there, I was like, yeah, he's hot, but like, what else? You know what I mean? Right, and right. He brought it on so many levels. Oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> also, just to dive right into the book, like, during the beginning, we start off, she's already just like in this office space after she was dead. And she's just like, huh. So, like, where's Jesus? And also, why is your office all black? Like, do you understand color? Does it offend you? Yeah. It's just like, th this bitch. Like, <laughs> it cracked me up. Yeah, it's so good. Well, and so we find out that she has died. She has been straight up murdered by her client who she was defending because she is a lawyer. Yes. Mm -hmm. And she hates being a lawyer. Hates Cannot it. stand it. Hates it hard. She doesn't believe in it anymore. She's basically just like paying the bills until she can save up enough money to, I don't know, traipse all over the world or something. She never actually mm -hmm. says it, but like, you know, she's going to, she was going to chrysalis herself and then become mm -hmm. a beautiful butterfly. And she never got With to because this asshole shot her in the heart. <laughs> oh my gosh. But like going back before that. So the book starts off like she's in the office and then she takes you on a recap of her final two days. So it starts off with her just getting up angry at life, as we often do, because she hates so her mad. job. She hates her shitty little boss. Yep. And so after just like another bad day, she's just like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to quit today. Yes. I'm going to stroll up in there with some boss bitch energy. And does she ever, mind you? This like is she the puts day on, I quit. Yes. She puts on her best suit. Mm -hmm. She's like getting her curls all right. And then she mm -hmm. starts into the office and like the receptionist who is apparently mean to her all the time. It's just like, well, you came in with a start. And she goes, have you tried not being a bitch? Have you oh, tried that? Have, have you, you ever in have your you? life for one minute? <laughs> oh, and then she just storms in and her boss is like, oh, great. You're right on time slash late you dick nose because <laughs> I have your next client. It's this slimy bastard. And she's like, actually, I'm never taking a client for you again. And she reads him the riot act. She curses him out. And then she quits. Oh, hang on. Yes, because I wrote please. down the note that she did because she gave, she gave her official 
letter of resignation. And she goes, read that to me. Read it for everyone. Oh, yeah. And this, he is in the middle of a meeting, mind you, with some very important, <laughs> rich clients. And so he's, he picks it up and reads it aloud. Mr. Fuckface, comma, I quit, <laughs> period. Don't argue with me. Argue with your mama for creating such a vile, muddy, money-grubbing man. And then she just fucks off out the door. And oh, I'm like, my, my God. <laughs> I like Jerry Maguire has nothing. Nothing. Nothing on her. Uh Yeah. So this is our last day of work, right? And Mm -hmm. it's kind of crazy because the first chapter is in the afterlife. And then we sort of like do a until we get back to her final days. And so she has to finish this trial with this one asshole who is so obviously guilty. Like they even have tape of him saying out loud how guilty he is. Oh, yeah. He was bragging about it. Yeah. And she's like, all he had to do was shut his fucking mouth. And I could have created a tiny bit of reasonable doubt, but like, this is Nutter Butters. And of course, he's one of those arrogant assholes who's like, nothing can touch me, no matter what. Like, I paid you. Now your job is to get me off. Done, done, done. She doesn't. She can't. It's over for him. He's looking at life as one of my new favorite podcasts. I think Anne Rule originally coined it, but the ladies over at Love Murder always say, did he get an LWAP? (laughs) Because it's life without the possibility of parole. And that is super what this guy gets. Mm -hmm. Except then he does throw a shit fit all over the courtroom. He does. does. There's a rookie bailiff. Oh, no. Rookie. Listen, rookies, can you be a little careful? You know, like, should we arm rookies? I think is my other question. Should we arm rookies ever? I don't know. See, you're being nicer than I was. Because (gasps) if I died... Because this stupid rookie couldn't keep a hand on his gun. I would haunt him. Just making the most (laughs) annoying noises for the rest of his life. Yeah, fair. Yeah, fair. Since they can come back into the living world if they're rapers, like, I I feel like you would have to at least once a week go into his house and just move everything around. Oh, 100%. You know? So, listeners, just so we're getting ahead of ourselves, (laughs) the guy that basically gets the guilty verdict, because it's entirely his fault, he's just that dumb, Uh he proceeds, well, if I'm going down, you're going with me, Joyce, and he, like, grabs the bailiff guns and just shoots her in the chest. And just to add insult to injury, the opposing lawyer is her shitty ex who cheated on her, so not only did she lose this case to her ex, she gets shot the day she was finally going to, like, pull her life around and stop being a lawyer. It's some bullshit. And then her shitty ex is, like, cradling her in his cheating arms. Yeah, she's like, I don't want to be cradled by this cheating fuckface. Don't cradle (laughs) me. Get Get off. I look beautiful, no matter what, even with blood pouring out of my chest. No, that shit cracked me up because she is a ghost looking down at her dead body yeah. and then she literally goes damn oh, my suit looks amazing on my me today. curls like, are on point today they're popping <laughs> the curves they just won't stop curving i look amazing <laughs> and then the grim reaper shows up and he's like hey sorry you're dead you're and she's like what me. if what if i ran and he's just like you don't want to do that she's like i'm gonna do it anyway yeah and just like tries to bolt out the door and slams into his hard chest and then just to be an extra bat she looks up into him and just like winks yeah baby (laughs) okay i gotta say everybody in this entire book is constantly winking nobody closes their eyes the same time ever and you gotta get those winks in it's a quota it's a it is a quota every character has to do it even the bad guy and it's extra hilarious for me because just this week, Valor decided to try to learn how to wink and like oh, when to no. do it appropriately. So 
yesterday <laughs> yesterday she was walking to go put her plate like in the sink after dinner mm-hmm. and she <laughs> and she looks up at me and she's like she starts to do a flirty little wink at me uh, <laughs> uh, and because of that she did lose track of where she was and just walk into a chair <laughs> Oh, kid, we've all been there. <laughs> oh, my God. And I was like, thank goodness you're figuring this out now and not in front of a romantic interest. <laughs> oh, no. You'd have to move. You'd have to get up, You'd have to move. change your name and move. Yeah. Actually, one of the, there's this genius girl I saw one time in my entire life. I was at Disney with my brother and he was really young. I think he was like, I don't know, 11 or so. And he looked up at me at one point and he goes, he goes, did you see? Did you see that girl? That girl just winked at me. And I was like, whoa, because she was also like 11. And she was like, you know, she was just like sashaying away. And he was like, he looks at me and she goes, why did she do that? And I said, well, honey, this is a really safe way to learn to flirt. You know, she'll never see you again. Yeah, (laughs) pretty much. Yeah. And she got to test out her skills. She's got out. She's got to get the kinks out in front of strangers who could live anywhere. That's what's mm-hmm. got to happen. Genius. I aspire. Of course. Anyway, until the day she does it in front of someone who ends up being her boss the next day, and then that's a whole another romantic thing. And then we've but got a meet cute. Really, is what yes. we've got. <laughs> we've got a workplace romance. <laughs> God, that is my worst fear. I do something in public to a stranger that's horribly embarrassing, and then I have to work with them closely. God, get it away from me. I refuse. <laughs> well, good thing you have changed your life in the last couple of years. <laughs> Like, I don't leave my house. I can't. That, that'll never happen. It'll never happen. Nope. I will not give it the chance. <laughs> Nobody's going to embarrass me. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. So, anyway, I also aspire to her reaction and just the sass. She will not stop giving him. And no. he is stone facing her hard. And he is like cold shouldering her and he's just like he's telling her how annoying she is as he's also trying to explain the afterlife and this world to both her and us. And it's great because she keeps on being like, did did Prince go to heaven? Like, but who is in heaven? You know what I mean? Like, can I can you get me in to see Tupac? (laughs) And then like right when she gets there, she's like, so where are the mimosas? I was picturing like food, angels, mimosas. Yeah. Again, mimo- where are the where is the alcohol? Where are my mimosas? I mean, that's what I'm saying. The perfect meal is a mimosa and a fried egg sandwich, in my humble opinion. You can't go wrong. I mean, You're going to nail it every time. I'll take the mimosa. I don't know about a fried egg sandwich. Oof. I'll make you a fried egg sandwich someday. It'll be fine. <laughs> you, and then you can yeah. make me like crab legs. <laughs> yes, I can. <laughs> okay so like he's explaining how things work and she's like all right do i go to heaven or when we get this ball rolling goes oh no you're not going to heaven and she's like what do you mean i was so good he's just like you got off like killers and shit you're not going to heaven like if you weren't a lawyer then probably and she's like this is some bullshit bullshit. like i I figured this might happen but like this is still some bullshit yeah well and what i i really like what this author does with the idea of like where you're placed Mm -hmm. because she doesn't go as far as the good place did you watch the good place yes yes so she doesn't go that far but it is 
kind of similar in that Mm -hmm. it's not necessarily like a one big action that will send you to hell or heaven. It's more an accumulation of your choices. And that includes the ripple effects you have on others. Right. So he's like, yeah, you never murdered anyone, but you sure did, you know, get a murderer, go back places, you know, got to be back in public times. And she's like, I mean, that was that was definitely my job, though. <laughs> anyway, so she was going to go to hell. And he says, you're not going to go to hell. This is your lucky day. And she's like, what is the loophole you're throwing at me? Give it to me. I love a loophole. I'm lawyer. And he goes, you're going to be my lawyer. And that's the end of the chapter. (laughs) And then the next chapter, it opens up with her just like sitting there for a good moment. And then she just Uh goes, no. Absolutely not. That is. He's just like, what do you mean? No. And she's like, send me to hell. I'm not doing it. Fuck being a lawyer. I refuse. Uh Uh-huh. I absolutely refuse. And he is so mean to her. He's so mean. So mean at this point. And so he's like, all right, you want to choose between me and hell? Fine. There you go. And he fucks her off to hell. He does. He does sentence her to hell. Oh, my God. And her hell is her just being murdered by her client again and again and again. And she can't. She has to relive the entire day. So, like, telling her boss to fuck off, going to trial, losing to her ex, and then getting shot. Yeah. And it just happens over and over and over again. And she's like, it's been a month. Is he yeah. really not coming back for me? Because <laughs> she was begging after like 10 days. She had had enough. And he's just like in his office because time works differently in hell. It's like way, way, way slower. So this is like 10 minutes for him. So he's just like sipping his coffee, oh doing some God. paperwork. And then he snaps his fingers and she comes back. And she's like, you piece of shit. Yeah. And he like raises his hand again. She's like, never mind. Sorry, sorry. No, 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 no. You're great. Love you. Loving you. Your hair is great today. And so she's like, how am I supposed to be your lawyer? I don't even know, like, the the lawyer times here. What are the laws? What are we talking about? And he's like, well, I'm glad you asked, because this is a brand new department of Eden, which is what the afterlife is called, of Eden, that you are going to be the first defense attorney in, really. So you get to chart some paths. You can really do kind of whatever you want as long as it's in the realm of possibility. And she's like, this is fucking bullshit. I don't like it. I don't want to be your lawyer. But also, I am I really don't want to do that again. And she goes, but like, what's in it for me? And he tells her that he will make sure she gets into heaven if she gets him an acquittal. And in the contract, it also says, so the con- they have to sign a contract, everyone. There's a contract. I love I don't know why. He's right. What is it about a contract between it's sexy. two parties that is so sexy? <laughs> <laughs> a, cons- a consenting two, agreement between two parties. Ooh, ooh, two I love it. <laughs> fictional parties. Because you put a contract in front of me in real life and I get real anxious oh, no. real fast. <laughs> All <laughs> of my fingers shit. clench. <laughs> Gather your sphincters. We have to move on. (laughs) Sorry, sorry. Let me get my sphincters out of here. So so it's a thing of three months, either until the trial's over or three months. And she's like, Jesus Mm -hmm. Christ, like three months is how long trials take? And he's like, I don't know. It's going to be the first trial, dude. And then it says that if he is found guilty, she has to go to hell. And she's like, 
okay? Oh my God, this was one of my favorite lawyer moments because when he presents her with the contract, he's like, I want you to read this over. Everything in it is non-negotiable. And this is moments after she's been taken from a month of her personal hell. And so she just grabs a pen, flips to the last page and signs it. And he's like, okay, now I'm a little bit worried about your capability as a lawyer since you did just sign a contract without reading it. And she goes, okay, this is bullshit. Like you, (laughs) you tell, I say no. And so you send me to hell. You look at me and you say, this contract is non-negotiable. And so I sign it and then question my competence. Like, yeah, I'm in an impossible position here. It's sign or go back to that bullshit. Right. Like, what do you want her to do, Adrian? Like, yeah, Aiden. Ugh. Oh, was it Aiden? I don't know where I got Adrian. My bad. Was it Aiden? <laughs> oh, I don't know. Now I don't know. I didn't even hear you say that. <laughs> no, it's Aiden. I wrote it down. Oh, okay. Yeah. Should we explain Reapers to them? Yes. Okay. So this is Eden. Mm-hmm. And in Eden, <laughs> ew, for the first, like, I don't know, um, quarter of this book, I was like, the afterlife is straight up bullshit. Like, yeah. This is nonsense. I don't like it. It's all just more office bullshit and bureaucracy because he is a reaper in the collections department. So he's the dude who actually goes down and like gets you from Earth and sort of shepherds you back into the afterlife or whatever. But then there are other departments for the whole time. I thought there were seven. Right now, I don't know if that's true. I do not remember. Yeah, but I... (laughs) I'll tell you why I thought there were seven in just a minute, because I'm a fucking genius is what I am. (laughs) Goddamn Sherlock over here. So there's the soul collection department, and then there's like the soul directory department. There's all these things, and it's all office jobs. Each of the departments has to wear their own different color. (laughs) And the Reapers, I I like this a lot. I don't know why. I just thought it was so, I don't know, whimsical. Like she managed to make- Yeah, she managed to make a bureaucracy whimsical, which I didn't know was possible. Which speaks to her amazing talents as an author. And seriously, listen, I know that you're like in law school doing lore things. Yeah. Maybe just like quit and become a full-time author so I can have more of these books. Yeah. Just saying as, as an option. No, totally. Like I know that people need civil liberties lawyers, but also. <laughs> we also need books, Mia. Yeah. We like these books a lot. Okay. So then... The Reapers kind of bridge the gap between humanity and the soul slash eternity. So they feel pain, but they can't die. And they do heal faster. But like, they still have to eat. They still have to shit. They still have to do all the things that a human does. And I really liked this detail because she said it's in order to have them keep a handle on their humanity. Yes, which I thought was smart. That was so smart. Yeah. Okay. So what else should we tell them about Eden? Oh, it's it's a big building. It is a big building. So also with the uh, Reapers and stuff, I think that's mostly for people who didn't have enough good or bad karma to go to hell. So you can basically like work your way into heaven. But some people just like like being Reapers. Like the yeah. benefits are great. You basically get whatever you want. You can go anywhere because you can oh teleport. <gasps> just like, you know, don't be an asshole. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so reapers are people who ended up with neutral karma, it says. And then also, heaven and hell are two of the departments. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. I just thought it was I just thought it was so interesting the way she set this up. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. Reapers can teleport. 
So somebody will be like, do you want to go have coffee in Paris? And like one day she's sad. And so he takes her on like a 25 stop picnic around the goddamn world. Which God. phenomenal. Phenomenal. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm like really salty about it. And I it's, <laughs> it's unreasonable. I understand that. But I'm also just like, God, Michael can't take me on a spur of the moment 25 stop picnic around the world that only lasts five hours is bullshit <laughs> yeah michael why haven't you developed the ability to teleport thank like, you come on. you're so goddamn smart anyway oh oh and then they have apartments and mm. she is set up in the apartment right next to his because forest proximity which is per- a beautiful yes. thing <laughs> the their words only one bed are literally in this book and i was mm. like you know who you're writing for you she knows know it. it. <laughs> She's one <Yeah>. of us. <laughs> so she gets her own apartment, but she still has to like share an office with Aiden. And so all she gets is like this little desk. And she's like, can I put some color in here? And he goes, no. Like, what do you mean? Nope. No, because she's wearing a bright pink suit, mind you. Yeah. And it is glaring at his eyes. He's just like, why are you so bright? And she looks at him with like, one of us has to be like, yeah, you are so black on black right now. Who are you doing this for? I'm getting some color in this office. <laughs> and he's like, nope, you can do whatever you want with your apartment, but not this office. This is a temporary situation. This is my domain. She's like, he does God. not know how to share. No, he absolutely doesn't. And in between telling her she's incredibly annoying, he's been assigned to desk duty. So he's basically like checking over reports that Reapers have already done. And it's like mind numbing and horrible because he's an in the field kind of guy. Right. And he so, can't be at a desk. Yeah. Oh, hey, HBs. I don't know if you've heard, but we have a Patreon. For as little as $5 a month, you get over 150 bonus episodes, most of which include Aaron, videos of regular episodes author hangouts, and so much more. Do you want to hear Aaron and I recap every single episode of Crash Landing on you? What about a little film called Psycho Stripper? Do you want more recaps of ridiculous Thanksgiving and other holiday books and movies? And how do you feel about Naima Simone and I recapping amazing reality TV? All of that and more is on the Patreon. There's so much content at your fingertips as soon as you sign up. Seriously, hours and hours. Anyway, it's patreon.com forward slash heaving bosoms podcast if you want to check it out. And of course, that link is in the show notes. Keep being a badass. And so now we get to the crux of why she's here. She's like, tell me all the facts of your case right now. And so he's like, so I went to the thing and I looked at my phone and she's like, no, no, no. Start when you wake up. And he like just looks daggers at her. He's just like, oh, when I woke, God. So he goes through his whole day. And the issue is that he was sent a soul to collect. He looked at the soul. He said, okay, Andrea, whoever the fuck you are. I'm going to go get your soul. And then he did the beep boop bop in the different computer jams that are in Eden. And Mm. then he did go collect a soul, except that when he got there slash who he brought home was her twin sister, Alex. And he's like, oh, no, 
And he's the person who checks like six times before he does anything because right. there he are does not make mistakes. Yeah. Yep. I'm going to, I got to pull up the Reaper rules. Hold on. Sorry, everyone. Yeah. She does have a, uh, like a slew of Reaper rules. So the big question is, did he do this? Like, is it his fault or is it the system's fault? Because the system doesn't make mistakes, but neither does he. And so she's like, well, clearly there's something went wrong. Like, if we can prove there's any margin of error, then we're going to be good to go. And he's just like, okay, but like, nothing make mistakes. And so she's like, okay, well, did you, does anyone have it out for you? Do you have like any enemies? He goes, no, I was just hanging out with my buddy. I want to say his buddy's name is John. Joey. Like a Joey. His name is Joey right. Gomez. Joey, bunch, like besties with Joey, forevers and evers. Mm-hmm. They mostly just get drinks after work. I'm exaggerating. But yeah. <laughs> He's hanging with Joey and a few other people. And they then have sleepovers he just, and stuff. It's fine. And, yeah. They're casual, but they have sleepovers. <laughs> it's, it's, it's complicated. It's really cute. It's really cute. There's like blanket forts involved. It's fine. It's fine. I do She's have... lying to you. I'm, I have a whole fictional... I've gone off on a... <laughs> this is Melody fan fiction. <laughs> <laughs> She's rewritten the entire story. <laughs> Joey is now the love interest. <laughs> I can take this listener wherever I want. That's the power of the podcast. (laughs) And let me tell you right now, this is a very problematic ship. Once you get further into the book, it's really messy. Worst pairing. (laughs) It's so messy. Oh my god, I love mess though. You know what I mean? (laughs) I can tell. Anyway, so quote unquote best friend Joey was hanging with them the night before. And he's like, Yeah, and then I went to go do my thing and all of a sudden it's the wrong twin. And she goes, Hmm, that's suspicious. I should yeah. ask other people. And so she starts going around just like asking people questions and becoming besties with whoever she can. And she finds one person who basically looks at her straight away and goes, We're going to get soul food. Yeah. And just like snatches her up and teleports her. And she's like, This is my new BFF Foreverzies. I mean, I hello, her. listener. If you want to be my BFF Foreverzies, one of the surest ways is to say, We're going to, I'm I'm taking you to the best soul food restaurant I know. Thai yes. food would also work. Really, any of the foods that are the best you know of, <laughs> let a bitch know and we might get close. <laughs> let a bitch know. <laughs> yeah. She's off with her new bestie getting soul food and like learning the system. And she's like, so what's Aiden actually like? Like he doesn't really talk to most yeah. people. And so he's like, she's, he's an asshole. He's what so mean. mean. What's he like? He's so mean to me. And she's he's like, so taciturn. He's so he's mean. Like, so polite and like, cordial to everyone she's like not to fucking me yeah his she's lawyer like, she's like everybody loves aiden so i was really expecting more out of this and she's like i don't know man like it might just be me but i highly doubt it because i rule so yeah. i don't she's know she's like i'm amazing so it must be him <laughs> yeah and like i want to channel that energy so hard i just want to uh, harness it and ride it into 2023. <laughs> oh my gosh. She is the heroine of my dreams. <laughs> Seriously. Yes. Yeah. So then we find out at this, uh, the way that this author, it was like the, the device she uses to not only like give us the exposition about mm-hmm. the world, but also the cast of characters is so fucking smart because since she's a one woman show, she doesn't have an investigator that will go out and do all of this. She has to investigate the case on Aiden's behalf in order to figure out like how to defend something that he definitely for sure did. You know, like that it's right. not a question of like it wasn't him. It, it was him. We just have to figure out whether it was his fault that it happened exactly. or not. 
how did you pronounce her name? I said, I said, Yaira. Yes. Yes. I'm not going to lie. I forgot her name. Her name is Yaira. So yeah, yeah we'll, we'll go with it. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck. It was, it's Y-I-R-A-H. And I, my whole brain said Yaira. And I think that's where I have to be. I'm going to say yes. Which I think now that I say it out loud, oh my God, I might have to cut this out. Bear with me, everyone. Oh my God, Kim, does it have anything to do with Yahweh? How God is pronounced? In- oh shit. Right? I have no idea. Does it? Holy shit balls. I think it might. It might. Oh my God, that would be so good if it is. That would be so good. Holy shit. Okay, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I've either cut back in just now or I've given you a spoiler for the last page. It really doesn't matter to the story, though. <laughs> uh, one second. Kim's sister is visiting. It's very cute. Apparently, my cat is on the chair. My nephew needed to tell me about it. So, oh, Everyone, sweet bear. The cat is on the chair. Oh, Charizard, you get your space. <laughs> Claim your space, Charizard. <laughs> <laughs> if there's one thing he's not afraid of, it's claiming the space. No, no. She's an asshole. Oh, I'm but... sorry. She. Uh, anyway. Matter. Oh, I found the rules. Are we ready? Okay. okay Number yeah. one, never mix up human souls. He definitely did that. Rule two, always collect souls on time. He did not do that because he, he picked one too early and he didn't pick the other one. Rule three, never save a human life who was designated to die. Whoopsie doopsie, Andrea is alive, so he technically did save her life. Rule four, never directly or indirectly harm another reaper or interfere with their duties without written permission from their designated supervisor, which I have so many questions about. Like, can your supervisor put a hit out on you? What is happening over there? It's yeah, never it's, addressed. It's, I don't know. It's chaos balls. So basically, because of this mistake, he broke all the rules. Like, he just Hulk smashed every single thing. All, all of them. All of them. Yeah, the first three. And that's what he's going to be charged with. I'm sorry. Okay, so now we're still, 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 where are we? We're still in the soul food restaurant with Yaira. Mm-hmm. Or Yahweh. Holy shit. Anyway, and we learn a little bit about her and like they get to know each other as besties and we learn a little bit more about the politics and the and the departments and everything and it's really really interesting i'm getting a little ahead of myself because i clicked open the book to where we somewhat are Ooh. and then i just i want to like give the reader a little yes. back and forth of these yes. two so they're like setting themselves up they're trying to get all situated and figure out how they're going to work together and she goes, you're holding all my stuff from me? Wow. And he goes, what? You look surprised if I'm not a decent person. She goes, you're obviously not a decent poor person. You walk in front of me, call me annoying at least once an hour. If you aren't calling me annoying, you're looking at me as if I'm the most annoying person in the world. Then this motherfucker turns to her with his full chest and says, because you're everything I dislike in a person. I have that highlighted. Loud, annoying, and, and reckless. reckless. <laughs> and then, but but now he's Mr. McSignals. Because he says, he leans down closer to me. His lips are almost touching my ear. My heart begins to beat a little faster, and the skin on my neck prickles at the warmth of his breath. I can walk behind you if you want, but I'll probably be staring at your ass. Which makes signal, sir! I legit, like, jumped up out of my body. Like, Same. what am I supposed to do with the information? <laughs> like... Like, because this isn't just a workplace romance. This is like attorney-client stuff, which goes yeah. above a workplace. You know what I mean? 
Like mm-hmm. it's lawyers and therapists, I feel like. Like lawyers I think they might even be above doctors. I don't know. And then of course he winks at her. And, and then I'm he just winks. like they need to hate fuck like right now. Hard. <laughs> yes. Yes. And then they do better later on. God. They do. They Yikes. do. Yikes. Yikes. <laughs> Yikes, we have to stop talking about it before I combust. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) This is right after they go to the first day of court, Mm -hmm. right? Because Chris is the prosecutor. They do the whole court thing. She finds out basically the lay of the land in real time. And then after that, she's like, oh, do you want to go to lunch? And after like carrying her books out of the court, like, you know, a middle school boyfriend and talking (laughs) about staring at her ass He's like, I'm going to have lunch with a friend and just hands her her books and walks away. And she's just like, what the fuck is going on? Where am I? She's all mixed up. And I understand. And then she goes and has lunch with Yaira again. And it's very, very cute. Oh, my God. It's super cute. It's they're, so, they're, they're becoming besties. Their friendship is adorable. All right. So next, she's going to go interview Joey, I think. And he is Aiden's bestie. And he's also just like Mr. Charisma. So He is. He's very suave and charismatic. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So she's like, I'm his lawyer. I need to ask you some questions. And he's like, oh, I would love to, but I'm actually on my way out. And he's like, do you want to come on some soul collections with me? And she's like, would I ever? Let's yeah. go. <laughs> Taking her a little field trip. Absolutely. I wanted to root for you. Yeah, I know. I wanted to root for you. I was rooting for you. <laughs> uh, I did. I did. Okay. So a bit of, a bit of spoilers. I don't know if this is allowed. Reader, but it's we've kinda absolutely alluded, allowed. Come on. We've kind of alluded to it with our back and forth about Joey. I knew He's as a turd soon. Bucket? Yeah. Turd bucket Joey. <laughs> I know as soon as like he took her on this fun little day yes. and he was like super nice. Like no one's that nice. No, he's he's nice. the fucking criminal. He mm-hmm. did it. It's him. Me too. Kill him now. I said the same <laughs> like, thing. I have a note in here that says the same thing. I was like, it's was Joey. Like, it is Joey. Like I know he can't die, but like stab his throat. Mm. I, I feel like he needs to learn a tiny a bit. Not a tiny bit. <laughs> tiny bit of a, a quick stab. <laughs> yeah. So we get the lay of the land from Joey as well. And then... After that, we I think this is where we find out that he was passed over for a promotion in favor yes. of Aiden. Aiden's been a supervisor for like the past four years or something. And Joey's been there longer. And he's always just like, no, Aiden's so good at his job. Uh, I just love it. Like Aiden's the best. And she is, you know, obviously just taking all of this at face value because she has no reason to do anything else. Mm hmm. And yeah. I think one important thing that she questions him on is that, like, hey, did you drink the night before? And he goes, no. He only he had, like, maybe two drinks. He just made a mistake. And then she pauses and says, why do you think he made a mistake? And Joey's like, well, you know, it's it's we're all human once. And da, da, da. I'm just yeah. like, okay, so he's setting he's setting Aiden up. Yeah. And I think she t- tweaks into this a little bit. She does. She's just like, eh, I'm, not, I'm not sure. Yeah. So on this collection, she's just like, wow, I think being a Reaper is actually kind of cool. You know, it's like really neat. You get to teleport wherever the fuck you want. And like there are some serious benefits. And I'm not really seeing any costs except for like, you know, an eternity of bureaucracy. But that's fine for some some people. I mean, I imagine you get yelled at a lot when you show up to collect the soul and they don't want to go. Oh, yeah. Teresa, I didn't I didn't (laughs) shoot you. You're going to have to come with me. Yeah. 
Yeah. Listen, Billy Bob. Do I need to <laughs> pick out my scythe? Just get in the damn trunk. Jesus. Get in the car. Get, I feel like I'd be the, just the angriest dad on a road trip with his children. Like, I will turn this car around. We're not in a car. We're just walking Where's into the out. Shut up. Don't shut talk. up. I don't turn this car around. I mean, I think you're a nicer dad than I would be on that trip because I accidentally put him in the trunk. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> We're going to get written up and sent to hell so fast. Like, listen, what I'm screaming at our clients, this Ooh. one just ha- like, has all of them in a trunk. Like, <laughs> why did they even bring a car? They could teleport. Why yeah. are they taking these souls? These Reapers have gone rogue. <laughs> <laughs> Going rogue in 2023. <laughs> Going rogue in 2023. Oh, God. This is what you get for allowing me on a podcast. Oh, my God. Come every day. Okay. <laughs> All right. So now she's back in her apartment and she learns like a bunch of stuff about Eden. She learns about the tattoos. Each of the departments have a different tattoos, which I think is hilarious because they're just numbers. <laughs> like, I really this thought that they could... Her life. <laughs> I love this world building. <laughs> Me too. I would think like they would be pictorial or like a crest of some sort or whatever. No, right. fuck no, you. Just numbers. This is department four. Okay. <laughs> Step off. <laughs> I just, I love how her actual law student brain creates an entire world based on yes. a legal system because it's still whimsical and fun, but every last bit of it still makes sense because I feel like if something was out of order, she would freak out. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And then we also learn about an old-timey weapon, an old-timey Reaper weapon called the Obliterator. Yes. And uh, it's not used anymore because it can actually, like, it does the thing that science says is impossible. It, like, takes mass and makes it extinct. It can obliterate a soul. Goodbye, soul. You're gone forever. The one way to truly die. And that's why it's illegal now. Yeah. Yeah, they ban- <laughs> But I love her. She's one of our people because she does get in the detail that they used it one more time on Hitler and then they retired it. <laughs> that's true. That's true. I mean, like, you had to use it on Hitler. Yeah, that's amazing. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so now Joey stops by. And this is another thing that has to do with the tattoos because he's like he brings her mushroom soup and she's like, because like me, she also hates mushrooms. Yes. Hate them. Can't stand them. Can't do a mushroom. Don't try it on me. Don't do it. I don't like it. And so he brings her soup because it's his favorite. Fucking Mm -hmm. Joey. This is actually the moment I knew it. I was just like, hold Mm -hmm. on a minute. You're not actually nice. You're not actually thoughtful. But when he's reaching up to grab a dish, she sees an infinity tattoo on like his hip or somewhere very saucy. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I really liked that. I don't know why. That was a good detail. Yeah, because so what we learn is that one of the reasons they know that it was definitely Aiden is that they have to use their tattoos to like sign into different places and be like, OK, soul directory is me, Aiden. See, squeeze tattoo. Look at it. OK. And then that happens. So I was like, oh, like later on, I was definitely like, no, they probably did it with department eight. Like what's department eight? Mm-hmm. And now just... <laughs> Figuring out how Joey, like, got his hip up to all the scanners. (laughs) (laughs) I just imagined him doing, like, a little jump to get it up there. A little jump. Yeah, a tidy little jump. Maybe he does, like, a wall stand. 
you know? <laughs> oh, before we continue, I need to go back to the soup because it goes Please. further than just him being a psychopath that likes mushrooms. Oh, yes. They You're right. know her preferences because when you go to collect a soul, you basically get like a, the lowdown on who they are as a person. Full so dossier. Aiden already knows all her preferences and shit, which is why he always gets it right. And she's like, how does he fucking know that? Mm-hmm. But Joey, the piece of shit, knew she didn't like mushrooms. It was just doing it to be an asshole. I bet you he doesn't even like himself. I bet you he just did it to like give her mushroom soup. I think that you're probably right. Yeah, absolutely. It's diabolical piece of shit. Yeah. Uh, Joey. And of note, you're totally right. We need to go back to this scene. He's like, he's really there because he's like, so what's all that paperwork over there? How's the case going? What's going on with the case? Uh, are you going to make him innocent or like what's, you know? <laughs> and she's like, I don't know what happens here, but we're we're confidential where I come from in my neck of the woods, Joey. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, it's totally casual. I don't even care. I'm going to go now. <laughs> and he leaves. And then doesn't Aiden bring over a, a dinner she actually likes right now? Yes. So as soon as Joey fucks off, Aiden comes in to the rescue, just like, hey, I brought food you actually like because, you know, we're meant to be together forever. Forever. He doesn't say that. But he doesn't. He's really mean to implied. her again. <laughs> He's so mean. <laughs> Except for the food. I will uh, I will deal with a lot if you bring me food. Fuck. This is true. Oh, and one thing I do love is that she actually names her chapters. And this chapter yes. where she like where he brings over the food and stuff, it's called You Complain a Lot for Someone Who Needs a Lawyer. <laughs> it's just it's so on par. <laughs> It's so good. The voice is crystal clear. It's amazing. Yeah. And so she's like, I'm still investigating. Like, I still have a lot to learn. And he's like, that's not really very, uh, like, it doesn't give me a lot of confidence or whatever. And she's very like, I'm good at my job. I just need to figure out where the fuck I am. You know? Yeah. I can't snap my fingers, you prick. Yeah, absolutely. And this also is so... Smart, because for the whole book until like, I don't know, a a third of the way or half of the way through, I was like, why did he even choose her? Like, it seems like he doesn't like her. He doesn't want to be around her. He it doesn't seem like he has a ton of confidence in her abilities as a lawyer. This is make or break for him. We find out that if they lose He can never be a Reaper again, and he has to spend a hundred years in hell, which is more like a thousand years in hell time. Mm -hmm. He would be so screwed. Oh, my God. Yeah. yeah. So I was just like, why the fuck did he choose her? I don't understand. And even that becomes clear because there is not a word wasted in this book. It's it's actually kind of hard to recap because I kept on being like, okay, what could I what can I leave out or like not talk about? But then by and the end, nothing. she's so concise with literally everything. Ev- yeah. And everything gets gets tied back in like everything. Everything is perfectly put together. It's incredible. OK, this is so cute. He's like, I'm not sure that's the best argument to go with because they're talking about the case. And she's like, listen, let me break this down for you since you don't seem to understand the position you're in. But after this bite, yeah. so then she like chews and swallows and it's incredible. <laughs> I put a little wasabi on it, dip it into the soy sauce, then take a bite. At the taste, I close my eyes and groan in satisfaction. It is my favorite type, spicy tuna roll. Also my favorite. Mm-hmm. When I'm done appreciating my little bite of heaven, I open my eyes and see Aiden staring at me. What? He blinks a couple of times. Nothing. I was just I was just daydreaming of when you'll tell me how you can solve the case and leave. 
<laughs> when really, Such a prank. <laughs> when really, you know, he was thinking about ways to make her moan like that again. Honestly. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like he lets out a breath and it's just like, oh, okay. I see where your head is at. I yeah. see you. You ain't yeah. slick. I see that tent you popped, Aiden. Okay. <laughs> you're, you're not getting away with that. All right. She's like, I really need you to trust me. Like the one thing I need out of you. I don't need you to be nice to me. I don't need you to like me. I don't need anything. The only thing I need is for you to trust me. And he's like, I'm really having a hard time with that. And he says, how could you understand me? Have you ever had something happen that could possibly ruin everything you've worked for? And then she says back, it didn't possibly ruin everything I worked for. It did ruin everything, I snarl. He doesn't know me as well as he thinks. And I know he made assumptions and ran with it. But I don't owe him an explanation. And he's like, what happened? And she's like, I don't talk about it ever. And I especially don't talk about it with fucking you. Like, yeah, God, back off. Get out of, get out of me here. Ugh. So she's got some traumas, listener. She's got something that's been weighing on her that we're going to find out about later. She does. But before that, the mm. chapter ends because these two cannot help themselves. <laughs> they can't help it. <laughs> he says, I'm going home now. Call me if you need anything. He pauses, then says, actually, don't need anything. Before I can reply, he's out the door. I let out a soft chuckle. He really can't help himself. <laughs> really Just like these fucking people. <laughs> Ooh. Oh, I love it. This next chapter is called You Had One Job, Literally. Literally. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Okay. So now. He meets her at the door with a coffee and a mimosa. Which. All right, Mr. Mix Signal. You can't be doing this shit to me. (laughs) Are you proposing right now? (laughs) We're married. You could be proposing right now and you don't know it. (laughs) 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 and then she's like you can call me joyce and he's like nope i am a duke who will not call you by your first name and he says i'd rather not (laughs) and she's like uh why not and then before she can really say anything else she does get distracted by his perfect ass because it's so shapely oh is it shapely i mean that's one of the things she sets up really really early in the chapters too is like She'll be like, wow, he's such an asshole. But also when he stands up, whew, whoever made this department dress in black suits like should get an award for the way that he it, looks right now. It's not just him. Apparently, after you die, your physiology gets changed where you're just hotter, which you're gonna I glow appreciate. Up. Yeah, yeah you, everyone gets a glow up. Doesn't matter who you are, how hot you were previously. You're, gonna, you're so getting great. that glow up. It's so great. Okay. Oh, I did forget to. We should tell listener what he looks like, don't you think? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. All right. So she's thinking to herself, like, wow, I thought Grim Reapers were, like, all dusty and mean and stuff. And she goes, I'm glad the stories are false. The Grim Reaper sitting in front of me has a captivating smile. But, I mean, everything about him is captivating. His dark black hair is neatly fixed with a few strands laying across his forehead, and his features reflect Asian heritage. He's wearing an all-black suit with silver accessories— including, get out of here, text, a lapel chain, rings, (laughs) stop texting me, and an expensive watch. As physically attractive as he is, the way he carries himself is more so. He has a controlled but relaxing air about him. Oof. Oh, boy. 
And he's like super muscly. Later on, he taunts her with his V line as she's trying to leave. It's really cute. He puts his arm behind his head in the bed because, spoiler alert, they fuck. A lot. A lot. And it's, (laughs) wow, boy, do they do a great job. And she's like, stop doing that. And he's like, doing what? And she goes, looking like that. And then he pulls the sheet down to expose his whole torso and his V-line as he says, like what? (laughs) He's so cute. I I hate him and I love him. I know. It's so conflicting. (laughs) Okay. What's next? I'm sorry, Kim. Okay, so what happens next is that after the sushi and a little bit of bonding times, we get a little hint of the backstory. But then they go into work for the next day with their mimosas and coffee to find that there has been a jailbreak. Like some souls and like a bad part of hell got loose. The worst part of hell. Freaking out. The worst part of hell. Oh, my God. She's like, how the fuck? Okay, this is because I love her. I love her freaking humor. Yes. And so Aiden goes, how did they lose souls (laughs) without missing a beat? She goes, they forgot to cherish them. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Oh, he glares at her hard. He's like, fucking we have work to do. You piece of shit. Let's go. Yeah, but then the director comes in, and the director is like, I think his name is Tavian. Yes. I forget how, okay. And the director comes in, and he's sort of been Aiden's mentor since he personally collected Aiden's soul. When Aiden was 25 and stopped aging everyone, except for in his brain parts, okay? Yes. He's been aging since then. Real quick. Yeah. This is director Jackson, not the other one. Yeah. Tavian Jackson. Oh, well, I'm done. I forgot his other name. Right? Sorry. Tavian's his first name, I think. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he is the director of the soul collecting place. And so he's like, I see you. I see you putting on your slippers, Aiden. What? Why would he go collect souls and slippers, Melody? (laughs) Doesn't matter. (laughs) I see those work boots. You're supposed to be on desk duty, you desk (laughs) jockey. Get back to your desk. Yeah. And he's like, grumble, grumble. Okay, I'll definitely do that for sure. And then as soon as the director is gone, he's like putting on his slippers again. Okay, everyone. Mm -hmm. And she's like, okay, if that's going to happen, then I'm coming with you. And he's like, no, you're absolutely not. And she says, I'm going to tell the director if you don't take me. And her reasoning is that if he's going to do something incredibly stupid, he should at the very least have a witness around to tell people what actually happened because Mm. he's not supposed to be doing this, but it turns out everyone, he's the best soul tracker they have. He is. Because he's a king (laughs) and he's the best at everything. (laughs) So he's like, all right, fine. I'll take you. We get to go into the Reaper weapons room. And I love a weapons room. I, I love excited. a weapons room. I didn't <laughs> think I was going to get a weapons room out of this book. And it just surprised me at every turn. So what we get out of this one is I think we do see like the gun safe that has the obliterator in it or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, all right, I have to get us some scythes because that's the best way to get multiple souls back in one go. Because the scythe like scoops up the souls or whatever. It does. And she's like... She's like, okay, scythe me, man. Like, I can't wait to be a badass with a scythe. I can't wait. And then he hands her what looks like a pen. And she's like, what the fuck? This doesn't feel badass at all. This feels really silly and dumb. And then he puts it out in his hand and he says, scythe, extend. And 
It's like a six foot scythe now. And she's like, fuck yeah, the afterlife is the best. <laughs> hey, HBs, I started an Etsy store. Did you know? Right now, it's full of all the St. Vincent items you need because St. Vincent is thoughtful and cozy all year round. We've got a book sleeve to keep your books, planners, e-readers, or really anything else safe when you're on the go. The inside is fuzzy and they feel so incredibly lush in your hands. I went round and round with the manufacturers to make sure I had just the right thickness. Those feature art of St. Vincent and Evie during their carriage adventure that was painted by the amazing Mayara Faraz on one side, and then I created a St. Vincent would always wreath on the other side that has a bunch of little Easter egg items in it. There's a St. Vincent would always warm brick enamel pin. It's like, you know, if you know, you know. I designed a special edition marriage of convenience candle that is specific to Devil in Winter with the help of HB Jen at Post Pouring Company. It combines dark amber for St. Vincent and rosewood for Evie. And it smells so delicious. It's hard to even wrap my brain around. So if you want to treat yourself or be the St. Vincent you want to see in the world by getting a care package for a friend, check out our Etsy store. The link is in the show notes. And so now they got to go do some soul collecting, Kim. Yeah, they're tipping around. <laughs> She's, I fucking love her. She was like, what this guy do? And he's like, yeah, he murdered like everybody in a bank. It's real bad. And so she pokes her head in. This is where I'm taking her black card for a minute. <laughs> this was stupid. She pokes her head into the building. And so goes, hello? Hello? It's like, <laughs> He, like, whacks her at the back of the head, just like, you really think this mass murderer is just going to, like, come quietly and yeah. answer? And she goes, ma'am. Maybe. <laughs> so he just points at her and goes, seen, not heard. Yeah. And honestly, fair. This is where you get to be a little mean to her. Because no, for sure. Hello? Baby girl. No. <laughs> Let me just waltz up to this killer. Hello? I'm ready to die again. I'm going to get naked and take a shower. What is this, Final Destination? <laughs> What is this, psycho? (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god, it's so true. Okay, so now (laughs) they do get a bunch of souls and she's like, this is fun. And Aiden is really good at his job. Like he Mm -hmm. just looks at their file and he context clues his way. He deduces his ass into finding them. And at one point she starts like... This guy, actually, he runs because souls can teleport like 10 to 15 feet. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And so as she's trying to collect this dude, he like teleports from under the sink. And so she runs outside and then he teleports from somewhere else and kicks her in the back. So she falls down and she's just like, fuck, man, she's getting ass kicked by this soul. (laughs) Yes, she is. It's not going well. She she came in thinking like, yeah, I'm gonna be a badass and just immediately gets her ass whooped. (laughs) Yeah, she she thinks she's Buffy the Vampire Slayer. She is not at all. But then she starts using her smarty smart brain and she starts memorizing the pattern of how he bobs and weaves and teleports in different directions. She she fakes left and then actually goes right and sighs the shit out of him. And she's like, and then she just hears a slow clap in the background, everyone. (laughs) 
this motherfucker was just like watching her get her ass whooped the whole time. And she, she literally goes, I bristle. You were watching the whole time? Yes, I was. My favorite part is when he kept teleporting and messing with you. That kick in the back looked like it hurt. <laughs> you dickhead. Oh, I love him so much. Oh, no. <laughs> okay. Oh, all right. Oh, I'm sorry. During this scene, when he finds him under the cabinet, she looks at him and she goes, wow, you're good. And he says, oh, he winks, everyone. He winks again. He winks. Always fucking winking. I know. (laughs) I know. I'm good at a lot of things, he says. Sir! (laughs) Get out of my pants! Mind pants! He really is. Ah! (laughs) Get out of my mind pants, Aiden. All right? You can't do this to me. All right, so now, I think we, it's like trial times again, right? Yeah, well, first they go drop off the souls, and then, like, Director Tavian comes in, like, what the hell are you doing? And she just goes, like, your job, and yeah, <laughs> we're not going to get punished for it. Goodbye. Oh, yeah, and because just fucks off. this dynamic duo mm-hmm. collected half of the escaped souls. Literally half, and they made everyone else look like assholes. So, like, you can't even punish them. No, they did a great job. Absolutely. Okay, so now we have more trial times, and what's funny about the trial is that I think I think a lot of other people would want to put all of the information we find out in other more intimate scenes into the trial itself, you know? Because, mm-hmm. like, it's not until way later, but we get a story about him, and we find out that they both grew up in the system, and his parents were murdered And that's why he ended up in the system and they never caught the guy. And so he was like, I always wanted to be a prosecutor so that I could be a victim's advocate or whatever. And that's one of the things that he found purpose in, in the the Reaper-ness, is like being able to care for those souls as they make the transition. And so we find that out, I think in like pillow talk later on, but when she gets him up on the stand... It's just like this very concise, bam, 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 here are the important things, the meat and potatoes that we need for this trial. And meanwhile, I was like, oh, my God, we're going to hear that thing again that's going to make the judge's heartstrings go about why he wants to be a reaper and blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. And she didn't. And it was incredible. Anyway. Loved it. Loved loved it. it. Before we continue, after they collected half the souls, they did go out drinking. And she gets shit-faced and Aiden takes her home. (gasps) And she's a blubbering mess the entire time. And when they when they come over the next day, she's like trying to hide her dildo and she <laughs> without missing a beat. He's just like, "Oh, you mean that giant dildo you showed off to me last night?" He, yes, I remember it. He says, it. "I'm sorry, you mean Mr. Intimidator?" <laughs> Cuz that's what she named her dildo. And so she's just like, "I showed you." And he's just like, "A lot. You showed me a lot." Yeah. And then he says, yeah, you showed me last night. I was impressed at the size. And then he leans into her ear and he says, let me know when you want something bigger. Because <gasps> he's a monster. <laughs> God damn it. I gasped. I, I was not too. ready. I did too. It was one of those jump out of your body. <gasps> I can't believe you. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, <laughs> the intimidator made me so happy. It was hilarious. Okay, yeah. So then this scene is because 
after they go drinking, Yaira comes over to bring her like hangover meds mm-hmm. because she's not okay. She's just like, mm. she's basically half zombie at this point. <laughs> and so as they're like chatting and whatever, she's going to go get dressed so that they can go do something else. And when she comes back in, Yaira has been coshed over the back of the head and is like on the ground bleeding. And all of her files that she brought home about Aiden's case are gone. Gonzo. They have been taken into the night. Yeah. Somebody absconded with them. And so she's like, she calls Aiden and she's like, Aiden, oh my God, where are you? And he he just bursts into that apartment. Oh my gosh. And he's, oh, it's like borderline who did this to you? But he's like, what's wrong? <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to murder everyone for you. <laughs> And so they get Yaira up and they like, you know, they tend to her and everything. And she's like, oh, my God, my files are gone. Who the fuck would come to my house to get the files? Like, why wouldn't they go check my office first? That's so weird. And she's also like, oh, my God, now I have to, you know, build my case up from scratch. And it's tomorrow or whatever. But but more importantly. Yeah. Aiden's protective side comes out and goes, well, you're not staying here anymore. You're staying with me. And she's like, no, I'll stay with Yara. And Yara, this beautiful woman, goes, oh, I don't remember asking. No. I don't remember offering. No, absolutely not. And she's like, bitch, yeah, we're not sharing space. She's like, I like my space. I love you. (laughs) But I like my space. So we're not doing that. And it's not even a question. He's like, you will stay with me. This is a demand, listeners. And then, and, and she's like, but where will I sleep? You only have one bed. <laughs> what a tragedy. Oh, no. Oh, goodness. <laughs> and so then he's like, he's like, oh, you can have my room. I'll take the couch or whatever. And he's like, Mr. Knight in shining armor. And it's great. And this is when they're packing up her bag. And she learns that she told him all about Mr. Intimidator. And I die. Oh, I die. <laughs> <laughs> it was so good. Mm-hmm. Okay. She's working on her opening statement because all of the trial times we've talked about before were like the preliminary bullshit that's oftentimes, at least in the American justice system, more important than what actually happens in the trial because that's where you like find out what evidence you can put in and everything. Mm -hmm. Anyway, so now it's opening statement time and he feeds her and this is when she gets the backstory about why he wanted to be a reaper and it's because she looks him dead in the face and she says, Hey, can I can I ask you? Oh, no, no, it's not now. At some point, she asked him why it seems like, no, that's picnic times. Sorry. I don't know what you're referring to. I'm, you're right. I should just. Oh, Kim, I'm sorry. Do you need me to say a whole sentence out loud? God, I can't read your mind. <laughs> Damn it, Kim. Jesus. You need so I'm much from me. <laughs> Demanding. Ugh. So she asked him, like, can I ask you why it feels like you don't like me sometimes? And, but it's not now. I'm sorry, everyone. It's not now. She asked him a different question about like why wanting to be a reaper. And that's where we find this out. And he's like, yeah, it's really important to me. And I take my job really seriously. All right, I'm going to go to bed now. And she's like, cool, man. I'm not trying to just write a whole, a whole opening statement. It's fine. And he, she's having a sex dream about him the next morning. She does. She does have a sex dream. And it's a hot one. I usually don't like a dream. Don't love a dream. 
Because I'm just like, please give it to me IRL. But mm. fair enough. But when you wake up and find out that the person in the dream has actually just been like watching you and kind of laughing a little bit as he's trying to get you up because it is a trial day. That I like. Yeah. That I like a lot. <laughs> and he's poking her in the forehead with his index finger. He's just grinning and poking like, yo, hey, get get the fuck up. Wake up. Yeah. And so she's she's drooling onto her legal pad at the kitchen moaning table his or name. whatever. Moaning his name. We find out later. And it's so good because, boy, does he needle her about that. And he's like, it's 830. And she's like, Ugh, and... He's like, we have we have court at nine. And she's like, bah! And so she gets ready the fastest she's ever gotten ready in her life. And on the way to court, he asked her what she was dreaming about because, you know, she was just like casually moaning his name. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, do not talk to me. Don't. We're not doing this. So they do the first day of trial and she sets up her whole defense is, look, he did it, but it wasn't his fault. So he shouldn't catch all the punishment for him yes you know like the system is fucked and then the opposing counsel is just like well he didn't just take anyone he took a surgeon and then they go into the sob story of like oh yeah she saved lives da, da, da. and so then her this lawyer so brain, who does not care about your emotional baggage she goes okay no. so is she the only surgeon at that hospital mm-hmm. and they go well no and has that surgeon ever made any kind of mistake that she had to fix later? Or did she ever accidentally kill someone? Hmm? And you know, the because like, mistakes happen. And she's yeah. like, yeah. And yeah, she's that's like, well, then what the fuck are we talking about? <laughs> just like, that's the lawyer I want. <laughs> that is a lawyer. Oh, that's a good one. Oh, it's so good. Okay. So now, I'm pretty sure she wakes up sad. Yeah. So yes. she's like, I don't want to see anybody. It's good that Aiden's not in the apartment. I don't like this. I don't want to do this. I'm just going to go and work quietly in my office. And because this is my day to mourn. This is my day mm-hmm. that I feel bad about everything. And that's just what happens. And so he finds her in their office later on. And he's like, you seem like you're in a really like weird, down, not peppy, annoying mood. And I don't oh, no, understand. No, 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 wait, wait, wait. Oh, we forgot a little bit of jealousy and I can't skip past oh, it. Oh, no, love, please. Never. I love jealousy. I love fictional jealousy. Oh, my God. He starts running up to her. as She's going to the office. She goes, what the fuck, Joyce? And she goes, what? What? And he glares at her annoyance radiating from him. Don't I always walk with you to work? Because he oh, yeah. does not want to miss any time with her, listeners. He can't. He doesn't. He can't handle it. He can't. <laughs> he can't handle it. He can't handle it. I love it. I love it so much. <laughs> Oh, it's so good. (laughs) So he's like, something's wrong. What's happening? And she's like, listen, don't worry about it. It's just my day. I don't want to talk to anyone. Just leave me alone. And he's like, actually, we're going to go on a 25 stop whirlwind picnic. It's going to last about five hours and I'm going to knock your socks off. And she's like, oh, fine. okay. But first, I have to go to our our house and change. And he's like, oh, you're so needy, burp, burp, burp. But <laughs> she goes into her room and she's like, you know what? I had a sex dream about him. And so turnabout's fair play. I'm going to make him think about me sexily, maybe. So she picks out this yellow bodycon dress that shows off every single one of her curves. And she comes out and she does a whole spin for him. And she says, how do I look? And he goes, you look like you always look. 
And she's like, wow, man. She literally says, you are my biggest hater. Yes, you are my biggest hater. And then his whole face softens, listener. And he says, you look like you always do because you always look beautiful. Because he is the king of mixed signals. Sir! <laughs> this is a Wendy's. <laughs> Why are you this like this? Wendy's. <laughs> <laughs> so now, at the end of their whirlwind picnic, after he takes her to like eat in every delicious place on the planet, they're laying by a river and staring up at the clouds. And this is when she asks him, why does it feel like you don't like me? I don't understand what I did. Mm -hmm. And we find out it's because with his childhood trauma came this this want to like do better in the world and do good and bring criminals to justice and all the the nonsense. And he's like, and then I met you and you hated being a lawyer and you were so bitter about it. And my life got cut short at 25, so I couldn't do any of those things. And you had the life I wanted and you just wanted to shit all over it, basically. And she's like, okay, I'll tell you why I didn't like being a lawyer. Because she's like, I really did love being a lawyer at first. Mm -hmm. But then she was a prosecutor and like a low level prosecutor in the DA's office. And she had a case. It was a sexual assault case with this 19 year old girl. Just a, a young thing. Yeah, just a sweet young thing. And she got sexually assaulted by her boss. Sorry, trigger warning for surface level talks about sexual assault. Yeah, Sorry, they don't go everyone. into detail, but you get you get the basic lowdown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And neither will we, obviously. So yeah. So she's like, I'm going to get this case done for you. I'm going to win this for you. We are going to put this asshole away. Mm -hmm. And the girl was really, really counting on her. And her boss was like, this is not a winning case. Like, the facts are not going to hold up in court, even though they're definitely true. Mm -hmm. You're not going to win this case. And she's like, no, I've got justice and righteousness on my side. And he's like, you really don't, though. And the guy is acquitted. But worse than that, in retaliation, he goes and kills the girl. He does. So, he murders her dead. Yeah. And so at that point, she was just like, oh, God, fuck this. Fuck everything. I tried to do the right thing, and instead, I'm the reason this girl was murdered. And she quit the DA's office. She became, like, you know, a defense attorney. And she wanted to just handle, like, white-collar cases. But then her boss had her handle this murderer's case, and then he killed yeah. her. So she's like, I really liked the law, but it, it wasn't doing what I thought it would do. And so I got really disillusioned and bitter and he was like yeah wow that makes a lot of sense and he's like now i understand why you went to hell and she's like why i didn't like it was because i got that girl killed and she and he's like no it's because the regret that you felt weighs you down and it impacts all of the rest of your choices and often because of that your choices get m more negative and so it will equal into enough bad karma that you'll get, go into hell just like by the skin of your teeth. He's like, I really hope that you find peace someday and that you can let go of this guilt. And she's like, yeah, me too, basically. <laughs> it's really, it's sweet. And he's like completely there for her and understanding. And 
yeah. Do you have anything to say about this scene? It's just, it's very sweet. But then, of course, you <laughs> know, they go do shots because yes. he can't, he does not like seeing her cry. He's yeah. like, no offense, you're an ugly crier, so we're going to fix that. Ah! So they, they go do it. shots. They have some nice bonding, but then they're back in the apartment. And yeah. you know what? He's just, he looks so good. Oh. He's looking so sweet. Well, because, oh, ah, ah, because another thing she gave to us was a, a fall down on each other. Because we teleported her back into the room. Right, she's tipsy. Right. She gets yes. off balance. And so he moves them so that she falls on top of him. And there's like, like a oof. gentleman. Yes, that's right. And there's like an oof. But then she's over him and she's looking down at his face and she's just like, oh, my God, he's so pretty. And he's always been this pretty. And I, did, I can't help myself. And so she lays one on him. And it's like a chaste sort of peck, but it like lingers because she wants mm-hmm. him to, you know, do something as well. <laughs> and he sits there just motionless for enough moments that she's like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. That was not OK. I am so sorry. And he's like, no, like, you're my lawyer and like you're leaving soon. And mm. and then he gets really quiet and he goes, fuck it. Ah. I melted. I did melt. I melted. And then she melted because he kisses her hard. It is a kiss that, like, she says it, like, conquers her body. It, Uh it, like, takes over her whole body. And then Aiden Kim turns into the fucking wild man of your dreams. Okay? Wow. Wow. He's always a little bit choky, (laughs) which I don't hate. And he's like, say my name. And he's like, you're going to be a good girl. Oh, boy. It's oh. tell me what you want. Tell me what you want. What do you want me to do, baby? Like, he's just like, OK, OK. Where did this come from? Oh, God. Uh, it's been in there the whole time, Kim. <laughs> yeah, it, 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 it took, the whole time. <laughs> after this one kiss slash sex, I was just like, I'm. 100% team Aiden. I don't care what he does from this moment on. Yeah, grab my neck and tell me what you want from me. Oh, my God. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, incredible. So they have this sex that is just mind-blowing for everyone involved, including mm-hmm. you, dear reader. And, <laughs> and then they wake up in the morning, and he's gone. And she's Gonzies. like, oh, shit oh no, he's going to do that thing. He's going to do that thing that people do. And then he comes into the bedroom with a goddamn tray of hot breakfast. Okay? Yes, he does. (laughs) You want to get in my pants? You bring me a hot breakfast and it's probably going to be on the table. (laughs) He is after all of us hard. Like once he decided, oh, we're going to be together, Zeus. Okay, well... Now you're mine. You're mine yeah. forever. I'm going to take care of you. You're just, mine forever. Oh, okay. And so she's Let like, say. yeah, I said, oh, oh, sounds good. Want to make the agenda? You want to cruise direct the rest of my life? Fine. <laughs> <laughs> so she's like, oh, I thought you, I thought you were going to come in and like, tell me that it was a mistake. And he looks at her and he's like, what? I was there last night. That was no mistake. (laughs) No, not at all. Everything about that was fucking fireworks. But he does want to get some things on the table and lay some boundaries just because of their working and other relationship. And she's like, okay, that sounds really good. 
arguably my favorite part of it because he's like, yeah, we should probably keep this casual because you are going to win my case and go to heaven. But this man does not know what casual is. Has no idea. As soon as the kiss happens, he is in full boyfriend mode. He's like walking her to places. He's like, don't touch her. She's mine. All that other goodness. I'm just like, sir, do you know what casual is? This ain't that. No, he's never met casual. He could not tell you it's zip code if you asked. Like, ridiculous. Oh, it's so hot. And she calls him out on it a few times. She's like, I I thought we were just taking this. He's like, don't question me. Yeah. I brought you food here. (laughs) Yeah, I'm okay. I'm just feeding you and making sure you're whole. And like, did you sleep okay? I don't know. Did you want to like tell me your hopes and dreams again? Like, what's going on? No. Can I fuck you over this desk? Ah. So basically, yeah, he's like, I think we should either cut it off now or be casual. And she's like, no, I think we can handle some casualness and like neither of us will catch more feelings. And he's like, yeah, that'll definitely not happen. Absolutely. We're good. We're good to go. And they're such hot dummies. I love them. I love them so much. Okay. So now it's like more trial times. We got to wrap this up pretty soon. More trial times. Crap. We've been here a while. I know. (laughs) (laughs) I'm having too much fun. Okay. (laughs) Trial times, I think, is next. Mm -hmm. And he has to testify. And this is where I'm like, hello, lady. This is why you don't fuck your clients. Like, this is why it becomes a conflict of interest, because they can charm you into doing things that are legally stupid. Mm -hmm. And one of those is having Aiden testify. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. There's a subplot we have to talk about real quick. And that is the glitch reapers. So more glitches are happening in the system. One of those glitches is that a metric fuck ton of reapers were ushered in and were like, you're so neutral. You're ready for reaperdom. And they were like, excellent, can't wait, get me on the site training or whatever. But now they're like, oh, no, it was a glitch. You were supposed to go to hell. As of tomorrow, you are no longer Reapers. And they're like, it feels really unfair and we need a lawyer, Joyce. We need a lawyer. And she's like, you better put your class action pants on, all right? Because I'm group lawyering you is what I'm going to do. Yeah, so she basically has to, like, sign up to be the lawyer for all these other people that are victims of these glitches. And in the meantime, real quick aside, Joey takes her soul hunting again. Oh, fuck him. And this is where I was like, girl, you should have been known. He (laughs) is like, (laughs) he takes it to a collective soul that turns out to be her fucking killer because he got stabbed or whatever in jail. So she has to fight her killer again and takes him to hell. No pit stops. I'm just like, okay, so he just happened to take you to meet your killer. Cause yeah. he didn't know. They always know who they're collecting. They always know. Nobody thought it was a tiny bit fishy. Joyce, use your brain. You beautiful bitch. Yeah. Right. Did go to jail for killing Joyce Parker. Come on. <laughs> anyway, Aiden comes over and he does a throat grab on the guy that's actually aggressive and it's Mm -hmm. hot. And then he sides him to hell and it's great. And he's like, oh, my God. And then they go home because he has to make sure she's okay, But he has to make sure she's okay in the Aiden Kim way. Yes, he does. And so he puts her in a shower, I think. Right. Is this when he Mm -hmm. puts her in the shower? Yeah. Mm -hmm. He puts her in a shower and like he will not talk. He can't talk. He's just like washing her all of her body. Shut down. Absolutely. Yeah. And then he takes her to the bedroom and he puts her down and he says, I, he, he, it says he puts his fingers like through her slit 
which I didn't know I liked a lot, but apparently I do. She uses slit quite a few times and it worked for it me. Works. She <laughs> knows what she's doing. Yeah. Masterful over here. And he's like, oh, you're always so ready for me. And then he eats her out. But then right as she's about to come, he starts doing a big giant deprivate on her. And it's so mean. It's my least favorite thing. Even though it does lead to very or crazy orgasms later, it's just like so mean, you know, when it's happening. <laughs> it's just so mean. <laughs> See, we're the opposite because I'm just like, uh, yeah. Really? A hundred times, yes. yes. Oh, my God. If you make yes. me cry because I can't come, like, I will be happy about it later. But <laughs> in that moment. I just, I just like to fight. Like, <laughs> Oh, fair enough. That's We'll true. torture each other. It's fine. Yeah, fair enough. Anyway, so then finally he's like, I want you to feel how frustrated you make me. And Which that's- is my favorite thing in the world! <laughs> oh, oh no! And it works, and then they fuck, and he's like, tell me you'll never do that again. And she's like, what if I won't will, though? <laughs> <laughs> he's like, say that you'll never lie to me again. And finally she's like, yes, yes, okay, fine. And like, how did she turn, how did she turn, tell me you'll never lie to me again into the equivalent of tell me whose pussy this is? You know what I mean? I just, how did I, she do it? I'm going to be honest. My brain left when he started calling her my joy. <laughs> oh, just like, oh, okay. Oh, fuck. <laughs> I can't. I can't. <laughs> Yeah, he's a goddamn dreamboat, and it's it's wow, it's a problem. Right. So just just for a little heads up, listener, you're gonna like hate him a little bit in the first mm-hmm. half of the book, but then as soon as that kiss happens, you are on the A train oh. to infinity. <laughs> oh man, to Simp Central, he just turns into a like a just a thing of goo that's gonna kill the world if it fucks with you. Oh. Yeah. He's the perfect man. He really is. He's the perfect man. Truly. Anyway, we got we got to we got to keep rolling. I'm I'm sorry. Taking up all your time. I'm so sorry. So when she she's about to go defend those uh the batch of glitch reapers, but he's like, "Oh, hold on. Let me see if I can get you a little bit ready first and let me take care of you before your trial." And she's like, "Um, okay. Yeah, let's yeah, let's definitely do that." One of her clients calls her, and so she answers the phone as he's like doing a big old nipple tweak. Mm-hmm. And she's like, oh, yeah, I'll be I'll be right there or whatever. And then she puts the phone down. He proceeds to eat her out into oblivion and then fuck her on that desk. At some point, I think he says, like, he calls her a good girl. Oh, my yep. God. Did I tell you something I did recently, Kim? What'd you do? I can neither confirm nor deny that while planning something that's going to be coming out uh, in the next few months, I did manage to get good girl tattooed across the hero's knuckles. Oh, my. I did do that for everyone. (laughs) I love that for you. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, I did a really good job. (laughs) Okay, sorry. So then he fucks her into oblivion, and then she goes and wins their trial. They get to stay Reapers. Mm. And so then one of the ladies, Vanessa, is like, hey, girl, hey. Uh, you and Aiden are so cute. And Joyce is like, mm, bruh, bruh. no, we're not together. Aiden and I aren't together. And she's like, oh, okay. If that's what you want to say out loud, that's totally fine. That's definitely what we'll run with. I do have to tell you, though, that you did not hang up the phone earlier. And I'm not going to say no to free porn. 
<laughs> and so then it's, it's so easy to catch them in the act, guys, because I mean, they don't stop boinking. No, ever. it's just it's so unprofessional. A- <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. On the desk, in the office, probably in the courtroom at some I, point. If they possibly can. Absolutely. But my favorite thing about Joyce is that she's not like chagrined or anything. She just catches up with Vanessa and she's like, I think you owe me at least $100 for my performance. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so now other shit happens. More glitches are happening. What the fuck is going on? Then she, oh my God, then the most terrible thing happens to her personally. And Mm -hmm. I was was a little bit like, Joyce, you're being unreasonable right now. But also the director has taken her out for coffee. She went out to coffee with the director of The Collecting Souls and the director mm-hmm. of Heaven. And she's always like, the director of Heaven is so nice. Yeah, she's like crazy nice. I would go insane if I had to be that nice. And apparently the r- director of Heaven has also been there since the beginning of Eden. Mm-hmm. And that's been like a thousand years or something bananas. So now they're in trial times. And she takes Aiden up to the stand because he he does put his penis in her to the point that he starts having her make bad decisions. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Like, yeah. She's dictatized that way. <laughs> and it's not working. <laughs> so he gets torn apart by the opposing counsel on the stand. Mm-hmm. And then she's like, I do call the director of the collection department, Mr. Tavion Jackson. And the prosecutor's like, Judge, may I have a sidebar? With the opposing counsel. And he's like, I guess, sure. And so he's like, hey, dude, do not call him to the stand. I just found out about something today. And I'm not going to bring it up unless you compel me to by bringing it up on the stand. And she's like, I've got nothing else. Like, I'll just I'll handle whatever you throw my way, Chris. We're fine over here. And she calls him up anyway. And this is where can I tell you, I thought this book was over like three times and not in a bad way. I was just like, oh, no, book is almost over. And then a fucking <laughs> bombshell would drop into my lap. Oh, God. And then it would just get more beautifully complicated and delicious. So anyway, we find out right here that there's a reason Aiden chose her to be his lawyer. And it's because she is the director of the collection department's daughter. Dun, dun, dun. Holy fuck balls. And she gets so overwhelmed. She's just like, fuck you and walks out of the courtroom. Yeah. I loved it, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. And then because at first she laughs and she looks at Aiden and she's like, <laughs> but then he's not laughing. And she's like, oh, my God, is it true? And then she looks at him and she goes, did you know? And he won't say anything. She's like, oh, my God, you've known this whole time. So now she feels betrayed on so many different levels. Mm-hmm. She's like, fuck everyone. I'm going to go stare up at my living room ceiling. Yaira comes in and she's like, hey, I'll give you my opinion if you want. That's definitely on the table. I could also just shut my mouth and comfort you. She's like, I want to know what you think, Yaira. <laughs> and she's like, they were doing it to protect you. You know, your dad saw you were going to hell. And so he brought you here. And Aiden wanted to tell him, I think. But. The director wouldn't let him because he didn't want to put you in that position as his lawyer. And like, it's a whole big thing. And she says, if you want my thing, like you have a dad and you have a man who loves you. 
Yeah. Like you say that you wanted family your whole life. You're being a little cray cray. Yeah. You've got your dad, you've got Aiden, and you've got me. We're your family. And she's just like, oh, think about it, I guess, but I'm still so mad. And I'm like, fair. (laughs) You know, fair. Let her be mad for a while. But then Aiden comes in and he's like, I just, I have to explain. I have to, I have to ask for your forgiveness. And she's like, sure, man, go ahead. Ask me for forgiveness. And so he does. And she's like, cool. He's like, oh, wait, you forgive me? She's like, no, get the fuck out. (laughs) Like, yeah, I'll let you talk. Sure, get out. And then he's like, okay, I'll get out, but I'll be back tomorrow. (laughs) And then she says, I'll be happy if I never see you again. And she sees the hurt go across his face and she knows it's not true, but she did just want to get one over on him. Oh, my gosh. And then it's like three days, right? They break up for like three days. Yeah, it's like a three day breakup. But then it ramps up again at the trial. And I freaking love this because now she's she's putting the pieces together because, again, Joey, giant ass dickhead. And so she calls him to the stand. It's just like, yo, Joey, how long have you been a Reaper exactly? And she's just like uh seven years Mm -hmm. she's like needling him with the questions just like so when aiden got promoted above you did that make you mad he's like no "No." Mm -mm. he's like okay cool cool so like what's this email that you sent to director jackson where you're complaining about how you were passed over and he's like i don't i don't know about that i don't know anything about that and so she just keeps needling this guy just needling and needling him and so finally joey busts out he didn't deserve it i should have been promoted i should have been the one and it's just like mike drop i told you it wasn't aiden good day and she finds all this evidence showing that he like sent the false request to aiden and you know he manipulated the whole thing and so they're like okay you're arrested and she's he's like it's not over and that won't get out of her mind Mm -hmm. because oh and then last time someone said that to her yeah over Yeah, I'm taking you with me, is what mm-hmm. they said. And then he did shoot her in the heart. But Joey lunges for her, and boy, does Aiden Kim step in between her and that yes, threat. Yes, does. Oh, that threat of physical violence. Aiden Kim's not having that. And he does knock him right on his ass, and he's like, you are my best friend. This is so fucked up, and it's terrible. But Aiden's innocent now. Aiden's fine. He gets to be a reaper forever, and it's great. Yeah, he's good. He's good to go. He's all free, except that like somebody kidnaps them. Yeah, yeah. So what happened was is that they try to come in and try to like fuck shit up, but Aiden, being the absolute man he oh. is, just well, no, no, her first. She's the absolute badass too because they go to shoot and she puts herself in front of him, so she gets knocked out, not him. Yes, and then he's the man. Please continue. Yes. And then he just like (laughs) whoops people's asses and like teleports them away. So she wakes up and he's already got coffee or something ready for her because he is amazing. And so she's like, what happened? He's like, yeah, they tried to kill us. It's fine. I saved us. But then they show up again. (laughs) They cannot get a break. They cannot get a break. Yeah. And so, oh, shit. She got some. I'm so sorry, listener. She got some peace earlier because Aiden did get a, a favor from a friend And he got her into heaven so that she could see how happy the girl who was killed is, like, baking cookies with her grandma forever. And so she's, like, feeling better about, you know, that whole trauma. And that was a thing that Aiden did for her. I really thought that he was going to introduce her to Tupac. And I thought it was going to be a lot. She did ask about that. Yeah. I thought it was, like, a big thing 
to bite off and chew. You know what I mean? And then this was way better. I was just like, how well, the fuck are you she... going to write a scene with Tupac? Oh, my God. Well, she even, like, goes into it because she's asking Yara, like, can I meet Tupac? And Yara just goes, no, he hates talking to people. Do nope. not. Don't bother Tupac, please. No one ever bother Tupac. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. Okay. So, anyway, why did I tell that story? Oh, because the friend of Aiden's who got them into heaven puts his hand around her and he's like, I'm doing a big abduction on you. And she's like, what the fuck, man? I thought you were Aiden's friend. And then he's like, we're going to make Eden great again. Mm. And she sees that infinity tattoo on his wrist or somewhere much more accessible, Joey. Okay? Mm -hmm. You don't have to do a single cartwheel in front of a scanner (laughs) when you put it on your wrist. Anyway, so they get both of them and she wakes up later on in a conference room, maybe. I pictured a warehouse the whole time and then I was like, you're so extra, Melody. It's just a conference room, <laughs> like cool, <laughs> a tiny bit. <laughs> Take a breath. Yeah, right. We're going to be fine. Yeah. So it's her, her dad, and Aiden who are all tied to chairs. And they've been hit with this serum that makes it mm-hmm. so they can't teleport or do other cool Reaper shit for like an hour. Oh, yeah. quick sidebar. So while she's collecting souls with Aiden, he does give her like a temporary tattoo that allows her to be like a half Reaper. And that's important. That comes back. It anyway, does. Continue. It does. Yeah, so she's got a pictorial tattoo, which is apparently only for the lowly ones, <laughs> the, <laughs> the ones who aren't legit, because it's a scythe. Anyway, so then we find out who the big bad is, and the mm-hmm. big bad is actually bum bum Gia Young, the the lady from the heaven, the director of Heaven Times. Wow, I'm butchering. There this. you go. <laughs> <laughs> she's the director of Heavens, and, and I have for proof. That I have a note in my Kindle that I made when they were like talking about possibilities. And he was like, oh, you think your dad is like behind this whole thing? And then my note is, no, it's crone ass Gia wanting to make Eden great again. (laughs) Like it's the lady who's been there for way too long. Obviously. Yeah. Wants to go back to the goddamn dark ages. Anyway, so she does a whole villain monologue. And while she's doing that, uh, Joyce gets her hands free. Mm-hmm. And she goes after her because Gia is holding the obliterator. Yes. And so now, and, and her whole thing is, director of the collections, Gia's dad, you're going to join my side or I'm going to obliterate the fuck out of your daughter and you'll never see her again. Oh, but this was great, though, because she's like, I'm going to you know, kill your daughter or whatever. I'll get rid of your daughter. And Aiden wakes up from his stupor and he goes, <laughs> and they look over to see that he's finally okay and he's chuckling. And he goes, you think there's a single place in the universe you could put her that I wouldn't find her? Like, there's no fucking way. And oh, hang on, hang was, on. Let me, let me read that part because I wrote it down. Please. Do you think there's a place in Eden or on Earth where you could hide her that I wouldn't find her? I'll tear apart this entire fucking universe if I have to. I stare at him, realizing what he just said was completely true. He wouldn't stop. It's the wrong time to be turned on, Joyce. It's not. And my note is, no, the fuck it isn't. (laughs) That's the perfect time to be turned on. No, you're just a sensible human person, okay? (laughs) (laughs) I will tear the world apart. She even got that in there for us. Fuck. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Anyway, long story short, Joyce uh, wrestles for that gun. She does a big wrestle on the bad director, and she gets shot with the obliterator. 
She does. And then she has this moment with Aiden where she's slowly turning to gold dust, which I thought was amazing. <laughs> like, just a wonderful detail. And he's watching her vanish. And the last thing she gets out before she completely vanishes is, I love, and then she's gone. God. Oh, my God. The timing. Incredible. Oh, my God. So her dad and her boyfriend both lose their ever-loving shit. Gia sends Aiden to hell mm-hmm. and, like, a secret backdoor hell. Yes. And then the director, she's like, I'm going to pin all the badness on you because then nobody will believe you if they tell you I'm bad. And that's the plan. So they all leave. But then, for some reason, <laughs> Joyce reappears in the conference because room when everybody's she gone. She has the Reaper tattoo. Yes. Because the obliterator can't kill a Reaper. Yes. So it made her vanish, but she reappeared thanks to the tattoo, which is fading, mind you. And she feels not great, but yeah, she's at least alive. Every time she uses it, it will fade a little bit more until it's mm-hmm. until all the powers are gone. This was a little, I couldn't quite follow the logic here, like, as far as the world building slash magic was concerned. I'm, I'm mm-hmm. fine with it. But for full-fledged drapers, if the obliterator hits them, it doesn't get rid of their soul. It puts them into, like, eternal pain. Like, basically yes. what we, you know, the traditional conception of what hell is. That's what happens to them. Basically. So I don't know why uh, a Havsies baby reaper would just, like, blip out and then come back. You know what I mean? Like, why wouldn't she at least be in half the pain or something? I don't know. I just I didn't know why the pain wasn't involved in this, but I didn't care. Ultimately. Anyway, I will say that she wasn't in pain because our girl has suffered enough. And then I'll just leave it at that. Oh, I like that. Yes. <laughs> so Absolutely. after she gets shot and Aiden goes to hell, she reappears. She's like, oh, my gosh, I got to get him out of hell. And so she basically has to, like, jump skip through other people's hells to get to Aiden and this was fantastic because she's terrified of spiders so of course uh-huh. one of the hells she has to go to is just spider times there's a oh man screaming in a web and she's just like I how much do I love Aiden I know right I feel like I should just leave she's like, but then like <laughs> I'm Ron Weasley right now I can't right. handle it <laughs> she's, she's thinking about, she's seriously considering leaving him for dead but then one <laughs> crawls up her leg and she freaks out so bad she just like sprints into the direction of the next hell and life goes on uh-huh and then <laughs> Aiden's version of hell is that he relives the moment of her death over and over and over again yep and it's horrendous so the only thing that can break him out of his spell is True a lap kiss, kiss. Yeah, she has to crawl into his lap and kiss him right on the mouth. And then he does push her away. And then he goes, are you real? Which I was so thankful for that reaction. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, and now they teleport out of there. Now we find out that like just for shiggles, Joyce has been tape recording everything. Because <laughs> like, she's a good lawyer. Yeah, just for a little while. She's just been secretly tape recording everything. And so she gets a really convenient tape recording to Vanessa, who's going to play it over the loudspeaker in five minutes. And <laughs> and Aiden's like, why not just like right now? And she goes, Aiden, we can't do a big confrontation and like revenge Without seeing her face when it happens. Like, that's the best part. And he's like, I love the way your brain works. So they do. They do a big confront on that heaven lady. And then the PA system plays. And then Joyce has been feeling like some minor palpitations. Hang on, hang on. We can't skip this. I'm so sorry. Never. But 
Mac is there with the director because Mac is the one that like beat the shit out of Aiden, threw him into hell. Yeah. And so before Aiden go to goes to hell, he's like, oh, you're gonna pay for hurting me and hurting her. And so I just I need to read this aside. <gasps> Please. I'm I'm in love with him. Please. What did I promise you? Mac doesn't reply. So Aiden answers for him. I promised you that I would get out of hell and find you, didn't I? Mac opens his mouth to speak, but Aiden shoots him in the chest. God damn it. Back to court we go. (laughs) Mac Mac grasps his chest and cries out in pain. At least his soul wouldn't be destroyed. He'll just feel pain for like ever. All of the directors gasp, except director Onai. She chuckles and nods her head as if she agrees with Aiden's actions. She's probably my favorite director at this point, besides my dad, of course. Director (laughs) Woody sputters. You cannot do that, Aiden. Aiden turns to glare at him. I can and I will to anyone who hurts Joyce. Would you like to be next? Goodness, he's so sexy when he's mad. I'm just like... Oh my God, I'm clutching all my pearls. I love her so much. (laughs) Oh my God. Oh my God, I'm I'm just a puddle for this hero and for puddle. her <laughs> and for like her banter within it. Oh, it's so good. Oh it's my god, ten out of ten. Anyway, so she does like oh she has a minor heart attack because that tattoo is fading, and so because of that she's gonna she's gonna disappear into dust again. And Aiden's like no no no, and her dad tries to like say goodbye, but Aiden won't let go of her. Yeah, he's <laughs> and not. Everybody's. <laughs> No, he's like, fuck off. I'm going to hold her forever. And so she keeps on. She says, Aiden, I love you. And he's like, no, no, this is not goodbye. You may not do that. And she's like, tell me you love me. And he says, fuck, no, we're going to fix this. I'm not doing that. So he starts screaming, tell me what to do. Tell me, what do I do? Oh, my God. Screaming to the goddamn heavens. What do I do? And then finally, as she's just about to be completely pixelated into oblivion, her dad's like, there is one thing you might be able to do, but it'll either either it'll either either Kim, what is the <laughs> matter with me today? <laughs> I'm a goddamn you mess. Train. It's it's I'm I'm just like really on the Aiden. Yeah, on the Aiden puddle puddle times is what happened. He, it happens. Yeah. OK, so he says it's either going to work perfectly or it's going to put both of you into that painful obliteration situation and he's like i don't care there is no me without her (sighs) tell me what it is so they do have to tie their souls together and this was so perfectly planted at the top of the book that i didn't even remember it was a possibility at this point and i was just like fucking eureka yeah she is a master of like little tidbits that add up later yes absolutely it's goddamn lawyer her lawyer brain (laughs) all over these pages so he they do tie those souls together they have to imagine strings being tied together and then they have to say like spaghetti bolognese but make it romance or something and that's the that's the quote. That's the exact line of the book. Spaghetti <laughs> Melanese. Bang slash whoop. <laughs> Beep boop. Bird click. We're soul tied now. <laughs> soul tied. I've never heard of anything more romantic. Listen, if you need dialogue listener for your romance book, you let a bitch know. <laughs> no, it's like Latin oh or some gosh. shit. Uh, <laughs> That means spaghetti bolognese. Like. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it works. She's fully corporeal again. And now she's a Reaper for Evsies. And then she gets her own department in Reaper Town. 
Yeah, because again, the system keeps crashing because of the other latest shenanigans. So they actually do need a lawyer lawyer department. Yeah, she's like, all right, fine, I'll head up the lawyer department. I'm picking my color though, and it's purple. So now it's she's purple. just like all up in her purple print suits. It's very on par for her. Oh, it's fucking perfect. And they still share an office, even though they, they do. super don't need to. But it makes no. having sex a lot easier. Yeah, and they're just gonna be together forever, and it's the best. It's is there anything amazing. else we need to tell them about this amazing book? Uh, yeah. Oh, God. What is it? What did the I last two pages, whatever, <laughs> what? an important <laughs> guest star comes in. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. I had already processed this. You're completely right. So on the fucking second to the last page, okay, mm-hmm. she's tying it up in a juicy little bow. It's perfect. Everybody's going to just H-E-A into oblivion. But then Vanessa bursts in to the conference room and she is holding Yaira, who is just bleeding copiously from the chest and maybe also the mouth. I don't know. And they collapse onto the ground and she's like, what's going on? And Vanessa says, I don't know. I just found her this way in the hallway. And I was like, oh my God, are we going to get a soul tie? Does Yaira have to soul tie to Vanessa? And that's book two. Oh my God. Oh my God. But it's better than that. Listener. It's so much better. Because I could never write this. She just... Yaira just looks up at the sky. She says, God. And then she fucking explodes like a vampire on true blood. Okay? Like, she's just a a juicy, bloody explosion. And so Aiden, because of the soul bond, he can feel when she's, like, feeling funny things or weird things or hot things or cool things. And now he feels pain Mm -hmm. because she did fall down. And so he teleports in. And then he's like, what the fuck happened? And she's like, I don't know. And then I think somebody from behind them says, I happened. Or something equally dramatic. Yeah. And so she turns around and it's just like this hot naked dude. He's just naked as the day he was born. So she's like, who the fuck are you? Why are you naked? And he's just like, well, darling, I'm God. End book. End End book. book. Okay, and this was so because then I immediately remembered a conversation they had earlier mm-hmm. when she was like, "How did you die?" If you don't mind my asking, and Yaira, all she says is, "Somebody I loved betrayed me," and she was like, "Okay, I'm not going to press any further because it seems like a a soft, you know, a, I don't want to do that." Mm-hmm. And the whole time he was talking about that thirty pieces of silver fuck face. Yeah. What was his name? I Judas. Yes, Judas, Judas. Is what his name was. <laughs> I am not religious. There's no way I would have remembered that name. Wow. <laughs> Last Talk about a way to end a freaking book. Ma'am, this is a Wendy's. God. This is a Wendy's. <laughs> I was blown away at this book. I was so wrapped up. I am a serial DNFer. I, for the slightest <sighs> reason, I will not finish a book. I couldn't put this one down. <laughs> no. Oh, my God. I love this book. I'm going to just like, I'm going to put a, a watch on her so that I can see whenever her next book's coming out. Oh, I'm on the news list. I'm like stalking oh, yeah. socials. Like, wait, hey, hey. Where hey, are you? do you want to be friends? Is it right? Do you want to, do you want to be, we seem like we could be soul soulmates. You're definitely a person who could be my person. Is all I'm saying. <laughs> all I'm saying. Mia, hit me do up. Wanna, do you want to join the squad? Friends? What's going on? What are you, do- what are you doing this Saturday? Can we join the squad? Uh, you could be in it too. 
Come hang out with me. Oh my God. Your writing is amazing. Yeah. Please never stop. Please never stop. And I'll try to be less creepy in the future. You know what I mean? <laughs> I, <laughs> I make no promises. I can't promise anything. Yeah. But I will try. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Kim, what's your lady love? Holy shit. My lady love is coffee. I have not done anything lately <laughs> finishing your project because i'll i'll say that i finished yeah. the draft to my next book and yeah, then i felt real good yeah so you did. my lady love is finishing your project which is so great <laughs> i like that i like that let's see my lady love it was going to be something different but now i'm going to save that for another episode because holy fuck dude this gave me life right yeah not not okay the book did too but like, just talking to you gave me life. And I don't know yes. if I laughed this much in so long. This is so much fun. Like, oh my God, my lady love is, I don't know, like reconnect with a really awesome friend who's funny and amazing and like smart and cool. Well, now my lady love is like, shit, finish no, your project. Connect no. with someone amazing. No, <laughs> Damn it, I Mel. Mean, and like, but it's a lot of pressure, right? Because it's tough out in the world. So anyway, thank you for coming on. I fucking love you. And this absolutely anytime. I, I love this. I don't think I can fully express to you the service you've done me in these last two hours. Because likewise, I love. I you. adore you. Yeah. Okay, tell them where they can find you on socials. You can find me literally everywhere under Kimberly Lemming TikTok, uh, Mastodon, where the hell that thing's called, Twitter, while it's still alive, mostly <laughs> TikTok and. Instagram is where you're going to find me. But yeah, all the things, Kimberly Lemming. Boom, there you go. Yeah. And listener, I think I might have kicked my social media anxiety. And I'm like doing stuff on Instagram almost exclusively, but it's baby steps. Okay. So come follow Heaving Bosoms on Instagram because uh, I'm like the one who's responding to all the comments and messages and shit. Yeah, she's back in the game. I'm back in the game. Yeah, I had to take a little bit of an anxiety nap. And now we're back in better than ever. Anyway, so yeah, follow Kim, read her books. That time I got drunk and saved a demon. Uh, that time I got drunk and yeeted a love potion at a werewolf. Yes. And, and then, in the next few months, I will be releasing yeah. the third book, That Time I Drugged a Dragon. <gasps> yes! That Time I Drugged a Dragon! Oh my God. All right. Keep being a badass and love yourself as much as you love. As much as you love. A hot Grim Reaper grabbing you by the throat and oh saying, God. you're mine. And also good girl. And also good girl. Oh, God. Oh, God. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, you. Yes, listener, you. Are you loving the show? If so, please leave a rating and review in your podcast app. 
The 90 seconds you take to say something nice not only helps new people find the show, but it makes me super smile over at HBHQ. Also, I've had a few people ask, and the answer is yes. We are still doing the five-star bribe. If you leave us a review with five stars, then we'll do whatever book you want. We're real, real deep into the list, though, so it might be a while. Ah, Lilas! Okay, back to the show. <laughs> 